Hey, security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. And this is a very special edition, our monthly session with Federal Career Connections. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. And today we have Catherine Casey Kaufman here with us from a board member from the Federal Career Connections. So welcome, Casey. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to thank, be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of uh, this event tonight. So um, as we jump into hot topics, this is, I want everyone to know, this is a frequently asked question, Q&A session, ask me anything session. Um, Casey is here. She brings a wealth of knowledge and experience, a former C-suite executive, a former, I mean, I read your bio, Casey, it's too long for me to, <laughs> to talk through, but so much amazing experience in the federal government. If you would like to share, you know, at a very high level, I know you coach, you do so many different things um, at a high level, uh, a little bit about yourself, that would be great before we jump into some of the Q&A. Okay, thank you. So I'm Casey Kaufman. I go by my initials. It's because when I was working with the Marine Corps as GS3, I would answer the phone Casey and it was or Catherine Kaufman and it sounded like Captain Kaufman. And people would get irritated I wasn't a captain and I wasn't in the military. So I began going by my initials. But I worked in the federal government for 33 years, started as a GS3 entry clerk typist. And the last nine years, I was a senior executive. I ran a human resources program for customs and border protection for a number of years. And I've retired as the IRS human capital officer. I've worked for the Navy, Marine Corps, Defense Intelligence Agency, IRS, and Customs and Border Protection. Um, lived overseas for 10 years on three different tours. But um, I retired about three years ago. And the reason why I'm here is because I really enjoy helping people find employment with the federal government. It's a great career. So with that, Renee, let's get started. That is amazing. I, I remember um, meeting you on the when we had the uh, all of the board members for Federal Career Connection. And when you said Cap Catherine Casey because of Captain Captain Kaufman, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but you bring such a wealth of experience in, oh, across so many various agencies that I know that this is going to be invaluable for folks, especially those looking to break in. So as the, um, you know, you've had so many roles in so many various agencies, did you see a theme? Like, is there anything that was common in terms of people trying to get into any agency, any agency in particular that was tougher than others, ones that are a little bit easier to break into? Do you have any insight in that space? I think the insight that I bring is because I've worked for what's called the competitive service, the regular organizations that you think of, Department of Defense, Air Force, Army. But there's also another wide range of opportunities, and that's in the intelligence community. And oftentimes when people are looking for a federal job, their go-to website is usajobs.gov. And that makes sense because the federal government requires competitive announcements to be posted on that website. However, there is 
a whole opportunity that is often overlooked because people are not familiar with how to apply or where to even begin looking for jobs with the intelligence community. And there's 13 agencies that belong in the intelligence community. So that's a lot of opportunities that might be missed. Wow. That's very interesting because I know as someone that's not a part of the federal government, that's the very first place I would go. And that's where people tend to tell you to go, right? USA jobs, but it, so you're saying that we should, or anyone that's looking should be going to each individual agency's site? No, and that's the Uh-oh. beauty of it. There is one website and I'm going to look at the website to make sure I get it accurately. And okay. it's, of course, the three W's, right? Intelligencecareers.gov. So oh. it's intelligencecareers, one word. .gov. And this is where you can look for careers in the intelligence, quote unquote, IC career fields. Intelligence is is um, made up of 13 different agencies, which includes part of the Department of Defense as well. But you have um, your CIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, and on and on. So these are great opportunities. But yeah, looking at other Agencies specifically like the FBI and many others going to their websites is very, very effective as as well. Wow. So, okay. So this is something brand spanking new that I learned. And there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I love having you all on because every single time I learn something new. So intelligencecareers.gov, I had no idea this even existed and has 13 agencies all under this. So this is purely for intelligence. So this is in the intelligence community, but it's any type of role in the intelligence community in those 13 agencies, or is it a specific type of role? Any role, any Any role. role. And there is a beautiful tool on this specific website, because I'm sure many of your, um, your participants will talk about USA jobs. So let's just focus for a minute on the intelligence area, because the career interest is in cybersecurity. And you can believe that there are many different opportunities in cyber area in the intelligence community as well. Mm-hmm. So if you go to that website and called intelligencecareer.gov, in the top left-hand corner, there's going to be a big blue box, and it says Job Exploration Tool Start Now, and Are You a Match? And there are only 13 questions that the applicant needs to address, and they're really great questions. What kind of education do you have? What are your certificate? What's your area of expertise? What grade level? What hours do you want to work? Do you want to work on the weekend? Do you want to travel? What kind of team or what kind of work environment do you want? Do you want to work individually or with teams? But there's only 13 questions. And one of them, of course, is are you a U.S. citizen? But with the results of those 13 questions instantly, you will get various recommendations on career fields that match your area of interest. So you might say, like I've worked in HR my whole career. Well, maybe not the first three or four years, but really 30 years of HR. And so if I was to go on there, I would look at HR, but mm-hmm. there would be all sorts of other opportunities that would come up as good ideas for me to consider, such as um, business operation, program management, and, and a variety of others. So it also gives the person looking for a job 
really some interesting insights to their skills and what value and what broad opportunities that are available. Because it doesn't have to be, I've always been in HR, therefore I always will be. That's not the case. And it could be for IT or whatever. That's awesome. That's such great advice and information. Intelligencecareers.gov. Have a couple people hanging out here. Clarence says, great. He loves it. Alex is here. Hi, Casey. (laughs) Hi, Ray. (laughs) Hey, Alex Hamilton. (laughs) Alex is the reason why we're... We are here today, the guru behind, the magician behind Federal Career Connections. So thank you, Alex, for allowing us to to make this happen. Um, So KC, that's such insightful information. So while you're on, um, so it wasn't, it's on intelligencecareers.gov, not usajobs.gov, correct? Not usajobs.gov. So intelligence careers, you have those 13 questions. You can pretty much answer them. And it's a, is it a quick survey? Does it take a long time? Is oh, it's a quick survey. Are you a U.S. citizen? What type of education? And it has drop-down menus, and you have multiple options to select what areas of interest or expertise, um, education, training, and so long. It's just... Um, it's just very uh, fast and informative. And then it gives you options of going to the different agencies, Defense Intelligence, Homeland Security, National Geospatial Intelligence, uh, National Reconnaissance, National Security Agency, and so forth. There's also what's not listed on, on either one of them is the State Department. U.S. State Department is a mm. huge agency um, and, and the FBI. So they also have cybersecurity. So it's really worthwhile looking at the different agencies that you're interested in, not only going to their specific websites, but also looking at the intelligence website and, of course, USA Jobs. Right. So um, David Brin says, I guess is the third one online. I should say hello. <laughs> hello, David. <laughs> we are all here. Um, so. Casey, if how does it work for um, interns? So do you did you I mean, you're the you were a chief HRO. So this is like really, really exciting for me, (laughs) if if not anyone else. The folks who are I work with a lot of young people who Mm. are thinking about breaking into, you know, they don't they're still trying to figure out what they want to do. And so um if you're a high school student, like how young can a person start to look at careers in the federal government? Um, I know there are internship opportunities, but I'm curious as to are they only um, college age internships? Are there internships for high school students? Like how does that work? Are there co-ops? Are there things that younger people shadow opportunities, things like that for maybe even middle school students? Um, mm-hmm. Can you share any insight on that? Yeah, as far as far as um, paid and unpaid, you know, the, there's um, child labor laws, and so you're looking at age 16 and above. But okay. um, as far as high school uh, entry, really recommend that the student go to their high school counselor or career focus, whatever the the current uh, terminology nomenclature is for their. Um, career resources at the high school level, because oftentimes schools will have agreements with federal agencies. And if students go right to the federal agencies, the person they're talking to might not be aware of that partnership. Mm-hmm. So if they're in high school or um, uh, in college, it's very, very useful 
to do that because there are some schools that have that um, support where they'll bring in interns from a specific university to um, to it to a federal agency like um, employees uh, EPA Employment Protection Agency mm-hmm. um, has uh, an agreement with a couple of universities. IRS has agreements with um, a variety of universities around the country. So mm-hmm. having that um, that aspect of going there, I have to say um, you touched on a real hotspot and a concern of mine, uh, <laughs> or a real important concern that I have had. I was hired as an intern eventually once I got my degree. It took me 11 years from high school to get my uh, bachelor's degree as a military spouse, traveling, having kids, having life. Um, I couldn't decide if I even wanted to work. Um, But anyway, it took me 11 years. But once I finished that, I was able to get an intern position. Um, But 10, 15 years ago, the government was hiring anywhere between 15 and 20,000 interns um, in, in a year. And and the numbers that we had last year for people younger than 20, it was less than 200. And wow. so there's a huge, huge concern that I personally have is that agencies are not hiring students and interns like they could and should. And so when you look at the federal job, and so I, I did bring up their their website um, just to look to see, okay, if we're going to look for a cyber position, for example, they had over 400 jobs um, with using the term cyber. But if I do intern, um, there's a little over a thousand, about 1,200. Um, but I wouldn't argue. That, I would argue that they're not all interns. However, how many people do they actually hire is the challenge. So the best thing, not to be a doom and gloom, the best thing that if you're talking and working with people who are interns, one is looking at both USA Jobs and specifically the intelligence communities because they both have paid and unpaid uh, intern programs, but also looking at the um, organizations, the agencies website, because oftentimes the like the State Department, for example, they'll advertise their intern programs mm-hmm. um, on their website. And often agencies will just hire interns um, January, February, March, but they won't bring them on until like the spring the break summer. and summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they do they do um, like twice a year hiring um, right. so that we can get uh, students on board. And so they're uh, temporary uh, or maybe term appointments. And then that could lead to to not only the experience, but maybe a permanent appointment. Yeah. Yeah. And I had heard, I, I, I'm definitely going to talk to you offline about that. <laughs> so the, the high school component. <laughs> I, like I said, I work with some young ladies and um, definitely want to, you know, get dig deeper into the what, which schools partner, you know, because I, I do understand that they have, there are school partnerships and, and what have you, but definitely I know college level is a little bit different than the high school level. So that's an area I'm passionate about getting more young people into into that space. So I'll be talking to you offline about that. Sure. Um, a couple comments here before we go before we move on. Crystal, hey Crystal says we're so excited and blessed to hear from federal hiring expert Casey Kaufman. Yeah, she truly is the expert. Um, and then uh, Tony Thomas wants to know if Alex, Alex is hiring entry level people. So Alex, are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, if Alex is not hiring, 
do all the things that Casey is saying. Go to uh, intelligencecareers.gov, fill out those 13 questions, you know, get yourself in through that channel since it, it has 13, it's 13 questions, but there's 13, you said 13 agencies, right? Not 15, 13 agencies that have all of their jobs listed here for the intelligence community. So I, I learned something new today with that. Um, again, folks, if you have any other questions, please let us know um, as we chat with KC, who is coming with a huge wealth of knowledge um, in this space. So Casey, there's, you probably have heard, it's all over the news now. And I, I brought it up a few months ago and I said to my um, podcast co-host, I said, yeah, there's this thing coming up called a great resignation. And they brushed me off and said, ah, you know, I don't believe that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now months later, it's all over the news. It's all over, you know, every other article it's been coined as the great resignation where so many people are moving um, into different opportunities. And I wanted to know if you had any insight if, of what is happening in terms of the federal government, if people are leaving the federal government and going outside, or is there movement within? Is there, a, you know, can you give us any insight on if, if you know of anything that's happening? Um, like you, I'm, I'm on the outside because I retired um, three years ago, actually. But what I do do is read. I stay on top of government exec and a number of other areas. Um, there's a number of really good reports uh, um, about women in employment or um, federal employment. There's, there's a variety of sources. So you can get some really good information. So that's what I like to do is just stay informed in that way. But no matter what the exodus is, it's happening for the federal government as well as the private industry. And what my recommendations are for people who want our current federal employees looking for other jobs, it's easier to get a new job if you have a job. So if you're a federal employee and you're still looking for an opportunity within the federal government and you think, well, should I just quit and then come back in the door? Really recommend that you you give yourself some time to to do that search and and not to quit because it's really more, um, the research shows that it's more uh, useful, more effective to get a new job when you still are an employee um, at, at an organization. And the other is if you're a federal employee or not a federal employee and you're thinking about resigning as part of this resignation, you might be thinking about why. Why is it that you're leaving? And is there anything that you would want to ask your employer about? Like, for example, it uh, doesn't matter if you're a male or female, but if you're at home and you are taking care of family members, children, adults, whatever it might be, um, and, and, you, and it's hard to, to fill the day working an eight-hour-a-day job and um, and, and also carry on those responsibilities of being a provider for children and adults. So what you might want to consider is looking as if it's the, the challenge of, of trying to get it all done, which is, in my view, pretty difficult, if not impossible. You might consider, is there something that you'd like to ask, like reducing your hours instead of working 40 hours a week? Is it possible to work 25 or 30. The government used to have part-time jobs all over the place. And now we as federal employers don't offer part-time jobs like we used to. And and this is an ideal situation where people can job share 
or offer part-time jobs to help retain the skills. Um, and so, for example, when I was in Okinawa, Japan, I don't know, like 40 years ago, I worked part-time, I job shared. I was a GS3 at a family service center, and I worked two and a half days a week, and somebody else did the job the other two and a half days. But part-time job sharing is something that we used to be very, very prevalent and is a, not a tool that's often used. And so thinking about could you reduce your hours instead of eliminating your employment might be an option. The other is, is there more flexibility and bandwidth in the day instead of doing the eight to five type of typical job? Is it possible to start a little earlier and go in the evening and have these gaps or even extend it into Saturday? Don't want to give up your whole weekend, but what flexibilities might work with you? And, and I just say employees are in a very powerful position to go back and negotiate working conditions what kind of conditions of employment are we really wanting to have? And is there anything that you would like to ask for or to negotiate? If you have a student loan, ask for uh, one of the benefits that the government can offer is payment of your student loan. And so there's some room for negotiation and, and that might be something that you would want to consider instead of just leaving. But why really, really looking at what's the pain of staying and what's the gain of staying? And what's the pain of going to a new organization and what's the gain? That's such a valid point. I think that, and that's what I've been reading about in articles as well in terms of like, you know, why people are resigning and why, you know, obviously it's happening in drill, it's happening all at once, but, you know, really looking at and, and asking that question and looking at the flexibility options, the various options and how easy it is to get, you know, I, I, unless it's unbearable, I'm with you, don't quit, <laughs> unless you have something else lined up um, if, you, if you really need the employment. So that's really, really good advice. Um, Tony says here, he was taking notes from Casey and he thanks us both. You are Thank welcome, you, Tony. Tony. It's awesome. So, Casey, another question that I had was in regards to um, we talked about the hot jobs, or we talked about USAJobs.gov. Found that cool um, website, IntelligenceCareers.gov. Are there any others? Like every once in a while, we'll have some folks that most of the folks that we that our audience, um, most of the folks in our audience are cyber. Uh, but if they're not cyber and they happen to be coming in and checking us out and just wanting to get into federal careers, is the, you know, are there any other kind of quick tips like intelligence careers that we wouldn't know about that you could share with us? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes people have been in the military, right, have worked in the military, and they're not really sure how to translate their experience into a federal career. And so there are so many similarities and, and differences that are really helpful to know about. So one amazing website that's very, very helpful, especially for people who have worked in the military, who, who served in the military, I should say, I've been married to a Marine for 43 years, so I should say the right term, so excuse me. And, and Alex, yeah, it's off as a Marine. Um, one the website, again, you got your three W's, and it's called one T-O-N line. Now, I'm not sure what that word is, one ton line. Um, it's on, 
so it's W, excuse me, triple W's dot O-N-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot org. And this is an occupational information network and it's called ONET as an acronym. But what ONET does, it will provide military members a crosswalk of their um, MOS or whatever the term of art is for the branches of the military of what their career field is. And it, it puts it in very clear language of what their uh, responsibilities were. Um, and there's long lines, a long list of all the different career fields and it will get very specific to that MOS. And then it will give great advice on how they can address that experience in bullet statements for their resume and what types of skills they use, um, uh, what kind of training that they may have typically um, had in that career field and so forth. And then you can take that and look to see what other career fields you might be interested in and it makes some suggestions. So there's, there's a really nice crosswalk on that website specifically for the military. It's good for people who are not in the military, if you're working from private industry and you work for, yeah, you know, a communications organization, a banking or whatever type of career organization from an IT perspective or cyber perspective, you can go to this website, type in the title of the job that you have or had, and it will give you the different uh, descriptions of a variety of things. It's a real rich website. Um, and it will give you experience and give you an explanation of what that a new career field might be. If you don't know what cybersecurity is, it will also give you lots of insight on the different types of careers available in the cyber area. Wonderful. That is awesome. Onetonline.org. I have seen this one before. Um, and I think I may, I, I, I know I've touched on it, but the explanation that you gave is fantastic and it's always good to kind of, especially like you said, with military, um, with the military folks that are coming, military veterans, there are so, so many in the cyber community. Um, and I, it, it's so funny before I, I was, I'm from New York and I didn't know, know many people in the military in New York. And then I come to DC and like my whole world <laughs> military, which is phenomenal. Um, and I've learned a ton in this space. So, tell, you know, it's, it's my absolute pleasure helping out veterans and helping folks break into the industry. So I'm glad that you brought this one up because we do have a huge veteran population um, that watches. So let's see. And I would just also add, you know, the Federal Career Connection, not that I'm happy to be on the board and that Alex is on the site, but their website, the website has a great amount of information, such as how to write a resume, how to write it from your military experience or how to write it with your intern experience, what verbs to use and things to do and not do. And they have a nice one page or page and a half summary of websites that are very useful. So um, just want to highlight the Federal Career Connections website that has a tremendous amount of useful information. And I just want to be sure, is it, it's federalcareerconnection.org, right? Not .com, .org. I always post that one up. InfoSec Live says, this is awesome. I actually think this is, like, <laughs> thank you, InfoSec Live, 
today I am like, I'm the student for real today (laughs) because this is a space that is so, so very interesting. So federalcareerconnection.org, obviously folks, this this is our partner tonight, Breaking into Cybersecurity and Federal Career Connection. We get together the last Wednesday of every month and we do these at 7 p.m. with all these amazing guests who come on and talk about all these various components of breaking into the federal government. So, um, and Alex put it up here as well for the folks on LinkedIn, federalcareerconnection.org. Make sure you come on. And Federal Career Connection, I mean, with me, it's one, or with breaking into cyber, it's once a month. But you all have events happening like almost every week or every two weeks where um, you have run these workshops. There's so much information and so many virtual workshops. And so please, I encourage everyone to connect with Federal Career Connection on LinkedIn, go on the website, register for um, some webinars. I actually was, uh, was listening. I was uh, in the audience a few weeks ago when there was a webinar on, I think it was the Department of Labor or the Bureau of Labor Statistics had a couple folks come on and kind of talk about the different stats, which is very, very interesting. Um, and upcoming careers, what's what's trending, you know, what's going to be a big, what roles are coming up that they, they will need people, the federal government and just the country will need people. So um, Alex is saying there are two events left. We have two events left for the year. Alex, November, December. So two events left. So folks, please, please, please go um, federalcurrentconnection.org and um, connect over there. Yep, two events left this year. All right. So more questions here. Um, So Casey, what would you say are um, some key things that folks should focus on when they're applying to federal jobs. And I know you gave us some tips that, um, you know, I wasn't aware of like the, like the, um, the website, which website is the intelligence careers.gov website that had 13, the 13 questions. Are there any other um, things that folks should focus on? Um, If they're, you know, they're brand new, just trying to break in. I'm even thinking about some of these teens. What are some things that they should be focused on when trying to break into um, a federal career? Okay. So one is about where to find the jobs. Mm -hmm. And the other is, what does your resume look like? And, you know, your resume is a real important reflection of, of who you are and what you bring to the table, even what your desires are. So depending on being um, interested in an intern or applying for a senior executive position from the entry to the, to the top of the career uh, field in the federal government, your resume is a direct reflection. So one of the things to do is really focus on what's the story that you're telling about what you'd like to do, what your interests are, what your experiences are. There's a lot of uh, websites that give great advice about how to write resumes. But in the end, your format, the spelling, the punctuation, the, the structure of your sentences, you really have a reflection on who you are. So what is helpful is having somebody else take a look at it. 
And, you know, it's, it's dreadful. I always dreaded handing my resume to my husband or a peer or someone. Um, but foolishly, I would blindly upload my resume to a website thinking someone's going to, of course, hire me. And that was never the case. But I didn't want to, I didn't want someone that I respected or worked with or my husband to look at it and go, oh, Casey, don't you know how to spell border? I used to work for um, Customs and Border Protection and often I would misspell border. And that's just, so my point is your resume is a reflection. So you really have to have someone take a look at it, no matter what the content is, um, having it looked at. Um, and not being afraid to get that feedback. But really, the, the another thing to do is let people know you're looking. The people that you go to church with, the people you play sports with, your neighbors, let them know that you're interested. Even if you're currently working for an organization and you want to go, oftentimes you can find opportunities through networking and not just searching through www.anything. So um, the, the networking world is really important. Working for the federal government, you'll still have to apply, but oftentimes jobs can be open for a few days, maybe two weeks or for a great period of time. And also looking for job fairs. There's many, many job fairs that are open virtually nowadays. And so looking at where those job, um, job fairs are at, are great opportunities to find out what's available and to to network. I'll pause there. Is anything coming up with you? Any questions on that? Yeah. So, I mean, th this is fantastic. And I know I've seen some job fairs posted. I've seen a couple on LinkedIn. You know, I see them posted. Um, a couple, a couple points that you made. One about the resume and that even you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course. It's one thing. And it happens, right? There's some words that we just, our brain, our eyes, whatever it is, and we don't catch it, and someone else catches it. So that's such a good point to be able to um, have someone review your resume, regardless of what, um, you know, what background you're in, just as another pair of eyes to read it and make sure it makes sense to the other person. Um, I know in technology, we have some sometimes very long resumes that it makes no sense to anyone but the person <laughs> the person that is um that has it so that's very very good advice and i know that federal career connections helps with that too so another plug for federal career connection when it comes to the resume and then the component about um the career fairs is also very important because i know i had heard about some i forget what it's called but some career fairs where they make a decision like on the spot yes. and i don't know if that happens in the federal government as well where you know you could be there and interview and potentially get moved along in the process yes. um pretty Absolutely. immediately and especially in cyber the cyber fields because um organizations that they have a difficult time to hire people. And this is one of those career fields. They have what's called direct hire authority. So what that means, it, it makes it very easy to directly hire individuals. And so having the, um, the job posted, having the career fair where they can, like Renee, you'd be able to put your resume in, they'd be able to interview on the spot, and then even walk away with a tentative, hey, we're really interested in you. Let's see if you can pass the clearance and, and so forth. But you get hooked in 
and you have that strong connection with the tentative interest or tentative offer, right? right. Um, and so that's that's really useful, especially in the cyber area. And there's others like procurement and contracting and so forth, hard to fill positions. Um, and then of course, going with the intelligence community, they don't have the same uh, competitive hiring barriers that you do for like defense and many of the other agencies. So those job fairs are incredibly important to go to and be able to walk away with the likelihood of a strong connection or possible um it, uh, i didn't want to say interest i didn't know that you'd actually get a, a job offer on the spot because there's so much involved but they have a real strong uh connection with the tentative interest within you right and moving it for moving you forward so you're yeah. not just a piece of paper in a in a big applicant tracking system you're actually a human you spoke to someone and the potential for you to move forward. Um, And then the third piece, the third thing that I took away from um, the comments that you made, and I think this is one is very, very important, is the networking aspect. And we drill this in every single time we have a live. We talk about um, the, how critical it is to network Um, your way into various opportunities. And what you said really resonated because you let your neighbor know, let people know that this is what you're doing because you never know who's connected to who. Mm -hmm. And if your neighbor that you didn't know how, you know, either works in the federal government, knows somebody, you just never, never know. And A, staying connected like offline, I consider offline, meaning friends, family, neighbors, things like that. And then online. So connecting with Alex on this podcast, connecting with you, Casey, connecting with me, you know, like making the connections, using social media, weaponizing it and using it to your advantage to connect with folks who could get you, uh, get your foot in the door or give you insights, opportunities, things like that. It's just so very important. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to discount that because people tend to go to the websites, they go to the, you know, they do all that, but then they forget or they just don't network or they don't, may not even know how to or feel yeah. funny about doing it or, you know, they're natural introverts and don't know how to strike up a conversation online or offline or whatever. But it's just so, so important yeah. to do that. Yeah. And even cold calling with that network. So, you know, instead of looking through the web to find a job and then apply and then get connected to a job, you know, really working for an organization that lights you up, that has a mission that you're very interested in, something that you're really prepared for, your studies, your experience, or you're going to be studying it. You're an intern and you're going to be studying in that career field. What agency really aligns with your interests, your values, what your aspirations, and then and then finding people who work there and asking them, is this an organization that people thrive at, that they're um, they're challenged, that they find rewarding? What you know, and ask them those kinds of questions, and so that you just don't apply and then become a victim of getting hired to an organization that you have no interest or um, familiarity with. So really, the best thing to do is go for something that you're interested in and connecting with people. And that's really easy to do nowadays. It is so easy. Every organization has some sort of webinar or public forum to connect with, but you don't know anyone. And you know, picking up the phone is, is a great way or um, phone or whatever uh, device you have. Um, it's a great way to, to connect with those organizations. 
such valid points. So, so valid. So Alex has been putting up some comp- some links here that I want to share um, on here. So Alex put up our federalcareerconnection.org event. So there's a managing your career in the federal government with Laura Allen, that event. So I'm assuming that's for people that are probably more direct to people who are already inside the federal government, but likely open to everyone and, and very, very useful across the board. Um, just like I was on that the webinar a couple of weeks ago with the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it was just very interesting to see what careers are upcoming. You know, I like to pay attention to, okay, what are we going to be recruiting for in the next five years, the types of talent that's needed, the skills that are needed, you know, and how many open positions there will be. So it was very, very informative. So I can imagine that this one will be too. And then the other um, focus group and season wrap with Federal Career Connections. So that's another link. Thank you, Alex, for putting up all this info. Um, so that's another event. So the final two events of the year, um, those, those events. And Alex also put you out here, Catherine Casey. <laughs> <laughs> your consulting group, CoffinCoaching.com. So, I mean, Casey is a wealth of knowledge. I'll be making that connection too. <laughs> After <laughs> y'all be reaching out, <laughs> get some teams in there. Um, uh, and another site that's useful is just even OPM.gov because there's really useful information on that website, not only about how to apply and so forth, but they do offer one-hour sessions on how to write a resume, um, how to conduct it, be, I mean, how to, um, uh, not conduct an interview, but you know, what's an interview like and how to prepare for an interview. And they're, they offer classes once a month or twice a month, but, um, I should have looked that up before I came on, but that's a, that's a really good site, OPM, and they do offer training classes. Yeah. That's one thing I do love about um, the federal government space. There's so many ways of, you know, there's so much insight as to what to do. It's almost overwhelming because there's a lot of it. So it's, you know, depending on what information or where you go, what webinar you go to, there's a lot of information, but it's fantastic because it's a lot of free information. Um, And with some time and some research skills can really get in there and um, connect with folks. So that's, and and, you know, just you're bringing up a really good point that sometimes, and and I guess maybe I'm reflecting, these are my shadows that I'm I'm sharing with you is that when I have to do research for how to write a resume or a a thank you letter or a cover letter, I'll research things until I'm exhausted. And I'll like the stack of books I have behind me, I'll have a stack of papers of basically electronic papers of, too much information. You just know what you know. Get your answers. I get questions. I get your answers to your questions, and then and then move on, right? So I just caution to your point. There's so much information out there. You could spend too much time doing the research. Just make that decision and move on. You really people would have the information that they need once they've done that basic research. Don't yeah. don't go don't don't hold yourself back because you don't think you have enough information. So just do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nike slogan. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. So Clarence says, thanks for the information because all the, you know, because of all these links that Alex is providing. Um, folks, I just want you to know, we only have a few more minutes here with KC. Um, she's doing us a huge favor by being here tonight. So ask your questions or else we will end early. 
<laughs> Make sure you ask your questions. This is an open forum to be able to get your questions answered. Um, so Casey, in terms of your consulting, I'm curious about this. The types of things like the, the people will connect with you. People always do when it comes to these um, live streams. What are, who are the types of folks that you do you consult with individuals? Do you usually work with companies? Um, if someone wanted their, you know, what, what kind of services do you provide? So when people one-on-one connect with me and ask me questions, I'm happy to do that. And, and I don't charge, like, for example, I've been an instructor at graduate school USA and, and I work with people who are in different programs who are like expiring, um, inspiring to be an executive and so forth. And so I answer individuals' questions and it can be from people in Texas or Arizona, the state of Washington. They're really all over the place that have connected with me and they just want to know um, some questions, um, have some questions about how to apply, what does a resume look like and and very, very specific. Um, but, I, but as far as who do I work with, um, I work with the State Department and I do coaching for foreign service officers for people that are located in um, overseas environments, both um, the locally hired employees and American supervisors. Uh, I've also worked with, um, and I currently work with senior executives um, that work in the private industry. So I work with a number of female executives here in the DC area and in New York. And, and these are usually groups of eight to 10 women and meet with them once a month. But I also work, um, I have a, my husband and I have a program called Senior Exec, Assess, uh, excuse me, Senior Executive Service um, Success Academy. I can't even say it, I'm gonna get a little tired. Senior Executive Success Academy, SES Academy. And this is where we work with brand new executives, people who are new in the executive career field and how to succeed. Because um, you have a one-year probationary period and you have a lot coming at you. So we work with those executives on, on how to succeed. So it's a six-month program. Um, but I, I hope that answers your question without sounding Absolutely. like I'm marketing myself. <laughs> no, no, no. I want, I well, A, I want you to. And B, I wanted to find out so that, you know, because people will reach out um, and may say, I, I, I'm interested in your services, so I'd like to hire you. And so we just want to make sure that folks are aware of the levels of folks, that, the, you know, the levels of people that you work with, um, that, you know, a brand newbie college grad likely yeah. <laughs> going into an executive role, probably not the right fit. But mm -hmm. if someone's a GS-15, you know, making that step could be the right fit um, for you. But it, sound, it sounds like it's mostly um, that most of the work that you're doing is partnering with organizations versus mm -hmm. like one individual reaching out saying, I would like to work with you for six months or something like that. Yeah, I find it to be more effective working with organizations. I really stay away from Facebook and I'm not active on LinkedIn and others. I just, it's too exhausting. Um, so I just Very try to step awesome. away from the keyboard <laughs> and then how can I provide a service for for these different pockets? But I do get a number of questions of friends who say, hey, my daughter's getting ready to graduate from high school or from college. Can you look at their resume or whatever? I do that all the time and happy yeah. to do that. Awesome. So um, we have a question from YouTube. And this person, Rick Queen, it looks like, 2099 says, thanks, Casey. I spent 15 years in D.C. IT security contracting, but I'm now trying to break into uh, San Fran Silicon Valley cyber. 
it is very different. Any suggestions? Yeah, oh, that, that's a really interesting perspective moving from the federal government to private industry because there's a lot of different nuances for applying. Their resumes are different. Their interview processes are completely different. So talking to someone in the HR arena to find out how did you know if you found one organizations or whatever the organizations that you're interested in how do they screen their applicants some of some people um, organizations provide a variety of assessments uh, before they even talk to you so find out what their process is and again going back to that networking finding individuals because that's where the the career fields are and the opportunities are of being able to bring people in without the federal hiring process, you know, the direct hire connection world is is in private industry. And so um, talking and networking and having recommendations, having a letter or two or know people that you can go to that will be able to be your resource for those solid recommendations would be very useful for you. I would also add in to definitely make the connections on LinkedIn. Because yeah. there is a huge network of um, folks that are Silicon Valley, um, San Fran area, the Bay Area, all of that on LinkedIn. Huge, huge connection of people on LinkedIn. So um, if we're not connected, definitely connect with me. And I know I'm connected to quite a few folks on the West, on the West Coast. And there are definitely networks of people, um, especially on LinkedIn, where you can start to build the networks um, out there because yes, it is very different. <laughs> it's very, very different on the West Coast versus, or the Bay Area, some of these Bay Area startup companies and companies in general versus the, um, you know, the DC IT security contracting space for sure. Great question. So Casey, I'm not seeing any more questions. Okay. And I am, and I know that you are doing us a huge favor by even being here tonight. <laughs> it's an honor and really a pleasure. I've had such a great time. So thank you, Renee and, and Alex and, and, um, uh, oh, so I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really Crystal. appreciate it. Crystal, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to participate and, um, I hope there was, there was value to yourself, Renee, and to the, to the members. Oh. Absolutely. Like I said, I'll be my personally will be in touch one on one to connect with you. Um, and I know that the network here is uh, in the audience. It has I know that they will get value from this. It'll be on it'll be on YouTube. It'll be on LinkedIn. So if they're not here tonight, they will likely watch and maybe reach out to you, you know, in the coming weeks and months. Um, but like your, your experience is so invaluable and being mm -hmm. at so many different agencies, because sometimes you hear from people who are at like one agency or one space, but to be at that level in so many various agencies, I know there are so many perspectives, um, that you've seen, um, that you can bring that you brought to the table here. So this was very, very helpful. And we learned some new tools. We learned about... <laughs> <laughs> I learned some new tools. I don't know about anybody else, 
but I learned about all those new websites. So yeah, if yeah. I can just say, Renee, you touched on sure. a really important point that that is one area for that people talk to me about is that they've worked for one agency and they've stayed there. There's over two million employees in the federal government, so the employer is the federal government, not just that one organization. And people will stay in one organization for a very long time, and that is great you know, for that longevity and dedication and all of that. But if there people are really interested, don't be fearful. Really, it's just an organization and you will learn the new language or the new terminology. You know, people travel, they travel overseas. It's different overseas, there's a different language. They drive on a different side of the road perhaps or whatever. And you adjust going from one federal agency to another, you'll adjust. It's really worthwhile growing. And as a military spouse, that's how I was able to get that diversity of experience and, and get the career that I was really fortunate to have. For sure. For Thank sure. You. Now, Maurice says he definitely needs resume assistance for the federal side. So Maurice connect with federal career connection casey thank you again i cannot thank you enough for being here today i will be in touch and folks everyone else that's here as you all know breaking into cybersecurity CISO thursdays is tomorrow 1 p.m eastern make sure you are here we have a special guest um chris Folon will be here and i think james azar might be back tomorrow we I think we're having a whole crew make sure you subscribe to our channel so subscribe below youtube channel um, and follow me on LinkedIn and follow KC on LinkedIn, follow Federal <laughs> Career Connection on LinkedIn, <laughs> follow all of us on LinkedIn and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.